Welcome back to Maiden A to Z. My name is Eric. Eric is here. Jonathan is here too. Henrik is with us as well. Yes, he is. Yeah, no reason to do long explanations why these days. Uh, probably not. <laughs> Every yeah. now and again. Every yeah. now and again he's here helping us out. It's always a good time. This is the first time we've done this in a while, it feels like, because we, uh, a lot of these, we've, we, 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 we banked a couple of episodes, yeah. so we didn't really need to do very much for a while. But, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would like to say, as we're recording this, I think we should say send out a happy birthday to our fellow maiden podcast first. I don't know. Think of something. Think of something better and edit it in there. But uh, right. my point is, uh, our, our friend from Maiden pulled on you will blink. It's his birthday. Oh, it's his birthday. Okay, and it's mm-hmm. also and recording it. forty years ago since uh, Made in Japan was recorded, or forty years in one day, maybe. I think twenty third of May. I think in eighty one. Mm-hmm. So happy birthday to you will. Happy birthday to Made in Japan. The concert, yes. <laughs> yeah, not the album. Anyway, that's where we are right no, now. I as far as you know, Yuel was not made in Japan. As far as we know, that's right. But but they are they are big fans of Moomin over in Japan. You know, they made their own Moomin kind of anime, the the Finnish cartoon with white trolls. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Mm. So we'll just have to wait for Maiden to release Moomin Japan then. Moomin Japan. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, I almost considered making a Made in Japan special episode or like mm, a bonus yeah. episode. But it's also quite brief, so I don't know if I would have enough material on it. You know, it's four songs. Also, w- very quick. Wouldn't that be in, w- wouldn't that be in M? Exactly. You yeah, know, trying so to squeeze it into the alphabetic order would be difficult as well. We've got time to. Think it should about be on it. J, actually. J, because J is a very. Sp- oh, maiden. Very, very sp- sparse letter. Letter, you know, M. There's a lot on M, but there's not a lot on, mm. on J. We'll see. We'll see. Mm. Or E, E piece. <laughs> That's right. You yeah, know. that works. Yeah, and uh, also I was wrong last week. Uh, Dream of Mirrors should have been second. I realized while listening to the episode. Don't look too. That's what I thought. Yeah, usually, yeah, you were, I'm not, you were I'm right. Not, I'm not, right. You know, I'm not the Mr. Alphabet. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. It was 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning after a party. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, also, we, you know, for us that was the case, but for you know, for for Greg, it was you know, it was 4 a.m. Yeah, his rang, his alarm was at 3:30 a.m. To join Made in A to, to Z. do this, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> Thank you again, Greg. That was fun. So, are we sure? Are we sure of the order this time around? Yes, because we are on DR after Dream of Mirrors, not after. Yeah, exactly. Not after Don't mm. Look. And that would be Drifter, a song that we've already addressed a few times. It's this song that is always, every time I hear Drifter, I'm, like, I'm, I'm slightly happy. I feel happy when I hear the title. Oh, okay, yeah, Drifter, cool. Rock and roll. Yeah, but it's such a visceral song. It's a very happy song. Yeah, and the start of it, you know, the start of it, he sings rock and roll, yeah. Yeah. That's not very typical Iron Maiden, is it? You know, Not at all. And somehow I like it, you know, it ends the album Killers, right? And mm. it's not ending by this epic, you know, they didn't try and squeeze in an epic Mother Russia, you know, <laughs> they did not. They just took no? this like concert, probably concert clothes. I don't know if you can yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, enlighten that. Then. Yeah, it mm. feels like it was, right? Yeah. So they took this concert clothes and put it at the end of this rocking album. So mm. the album is almost like a club gig. You know, in in the way it's set up, it could yeah. be a club gig. You know, you could perform the entirety of Killers and have a good, you know, solid arc going yeah. through. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree on that. Yeah. Uh, for me, for me, the song has always been a way at like you're you're at a friend's party, and if they don't like Maiden, it's been one of those songs you, I can sneak in, and they're not necessarily going to uh-huh. react, you know, badly because they're like, oh, this is cool. What's this? And like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> Yeah, I told my friend today, uh, just before the show, when I was out biking a little bit, I told him that song we're going to do today is Maiden when they sound the most like Kiss. And he said, being an, an old Kiss fan, like when Maiden, when they sound the most like Kiss, they're better than Kiss. You know? Yeah. And <laughs> I kind of, I'm inclined to agree. I don't know what you think, Henrik, what do you think about that? I, I don't see the similarity. I don't see where Kiss comes into the, the thing, but it's a very garage Iron Maiden in my sense. It's very... Oh, definitely, definitely. It's very 
raw, and I like that. And also, it's not super British, you know. It, it sounds the, the theme of it, the feeling like, you know, baby, hold you close tonight. Mm. Uh, tuck you in so tight or whatever it is you know it feels rock and roll a lot of the states right yeah it's probably the only iron maiden song with the world cuddle in it so <laughs> yeah but mm. that one is british no cuddle feels yeah british. <laughs> i think cuddle you can you can cuddle, yeah, you can cuddle actually yeah you can cuddle in america that's right mm-hmm. uh but it feels kind of like it's the only kind of song you could get like uh i mean i'm sure there's somewhere there's some awful sleaze or glam rock band who might have tried to do a cover of this because it, it's the lyrics you could kind of make it work in that context of that kind of yeah possibly yeah, yeah. For, for sure and i mean in the late 70s a lot of this love making rock was actually good you know it, it, it got way worse later in the like in the genre yeah. everyone everyone knows mm-hmm. it for you know with the motley cruise and whatnot but late 70s and then, got, you know, then it somehow magically for just i'm sorry this is just one of, i don't think people outside of sweden know this because for some un, un, you know unimaginable reason i do not understand even now there was a resurgence of this back in like because there because a guy in, a, in the van crash died i think he died and then it became it was did it, yeah. yeah so at some point i think it was like 2000 uh like f- maybe five and forward for like th- maybe four years this was a thing again here yes it was you, and you got people you know with their you know like you got people whose names like uh, you know one one week they were called Larsh and they go no no now my name's uh, you know uh, Laser fuck Laser Lizzie Nix or Jizzy Kicks <laughs> yeah. or something like that Laser with a Z Laser Licks everyone was in bands that weren't really that you know it was it was more the bands were more there just so you had the, uh, an excuse to wear the weird clothes yeah but you know why I think so, yeah. you know why I think that was I think it was because of all the grunge copies all the depressive rockers the Kent copies and all that and you just needed a bit of fun rock. I happen to not yeah, like the genre so much. It's one of the my least loved genres is this sleaze rock type thing, or you know, the, even the, the resurgence was even worse. But I see the yeah. point. You know, you just want party rock. I was hoping as a as a grunge guy that that that, that would have been followed by another kind of proper grunge revival. That didn't happen though. No, but it, it could still happen. You know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, now it doesn't. I mean, now it won't affect me as much because I can just you know kind of do whatever I want. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, you know? like later albums by Alice in Chains, still good stuff. So there's still mm-hmm. like grunge-ish things coming out. You well, know, that no, I know, but there's not like the thing where there's all of a sudden there's you know like like for one week another there's there's fifty you know new grunge bands yeah. uh, like there was with that you know so, but it, it doesn't matter. That's not yeah. over here. So what do you think? How grunge is the intro riff of Drifter? Not at all. I would say it's not really that grunge, is it? No, I wouldn't say so either. Like, no, not really. no, it's kind of sad actually. Compared to the rest of the song, right? It feels very serious. Oh, grunge, 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 grunge can be is notoriously very sad. Yeah, but the intro is is at least melancholic or something. Or what do you think, Henrik? It doesn't sound like the rest of the song. Is my point? Well, it doesn't sound like the rest of the song, but I think it's. I, I've. You must remember, I heard this song when I was ten years old, and I had no way of telling anything apart. It was just this was a song, and this is what it sounds like. So I haven't really thought about it as being different to the rest of the song but now that you say it maybe it has a since it's a very um, minor tonality in it yeah rather I mean, than it's also steve harris song and so he's he he will make you used to that kind of stuff you know jumping from one riff to another yeah as happens yeah. again later in the song too right so uh, it's definitely a harris type composition and it's credited to him only right yeah it is and yeah. I, I don't know if i mean it's one of the very very oldest maiden songs so yeah. there might have been other guys putting their stuff onto it, but mm. I've never really heard anything solid on that. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think it's one of those songs that he intentionally saved for Killers, you know. Uh, I mean, most of them were, that he had, had a plan, like, this sits on the next album, it's not necessarily needed on, on the first self ti- self-titled. It's, it's kept, you know, for later, and I think it was a good call to do that. Yeah, I was going to say it's rather the other way around, that when they wanted to do the first album, they took all the best songs they had, and then The Killers mm. was, well, these are the old songs we haven't recorded yet, and then that's yeah, why no, there's loads, loads of songs on Killers that are a lot older than on the first album, but it's right. a, I, I still think it's a cracking album. I mean, it got a lot of criticism when it was released for not being as exciting as the first one, but I think it's splendid, and... yeah. Drifter is perfect, as you say, as a, on a, as a closer on that album. Mm. I'm reading the lyrics now, and to my chagrin, it's not rock and roll, yeah, here. It's walk away, yeah. Is that right? No, I've seen walk away as, as well. I don't know if it's a Japanese typo thing, because I've always uh-huh. heard rock and roll, and I've seen yeah. other versions where they say rock and roll. So, 
I'm yeah, I'm ninety percent sure because I, I I'm I used to listen to the Beast over Hammersmith quite a bit, and I'm almost almost one hundred percent sure that at the beginning Bruce that's like very clearly you know does you know rock and roll not walk away yeah yeah. Right. Unless he unless he thinks Steve inter- intervened on his place on the stage and he said walk away to him. But, <laughs> yeah, like with, yeah. And I mean the theme of the song is a very basic classic theme, uh, like Freebird or something like that. You know, I'm I'm on yeah. the road, yeah. I'm I've got a new day. You know, he always keeps repeating, feel like it's gonna be a new day. Mm-hmm. Feels so good, mm-hmm. think it's gonna be a new day. And I don't know if that means that he's been up all night partying and there's new day coming and he's already on his way further, or if it means changes are coming into his life you know a new day uh, perhaps a new girl as well you know mm. that's that's the vibe you get from the song anyway it doesn't it's a bit like burning ambition in a way you know mm-hmm. it's a bit like a business card i'm yeah. doing this this is my job and i guess that's also uh evident that it's a rather old song because i think the second and the last verse are the same aren't they probably yeah i think mm. so too quite common trick mm-hmm. i've done it too you know yeah. <laughs> when, mm-hmm. when when time is tight like okay, yeah, yeah, third well, third verse they probably forgot the first one, so let's just do it again. <laughs> but I, honestly, I regret doing it sometimes. Like the song would have been better had I just spent ten minutes writing another verse. But then again, the contents of these lyrics are already, you know, it's not a deep well. I wouldn't say no, but it's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't need to be that deep if it's you know it's if it's if it's that good. I'd say yeah. I think it's, it serves its purpose. It's very. Uh, um, I think I've com- I've compared it sometimes to, uh, and it's sort of kind of annoying that they. Well, here, well here's here's the thing. I I compared it sometimes to running free, not because they're particularly that similar, but they're also you know you know straight up kind of you know rock and rolly kind of numbers yeah. that tend to be you know it, 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 that feel like they'd be at home sort of the end of a set kind of deal, and I it's really it's really too bad that running free is sort of injured. Time wise, they still you know, they they break it out every now and again. They will probably definitely hear it again at least one more two more times. And Drifter hasn't been played since two thousand five. Yeah, mm. and they deal with the same thematic, you know. Yeah, similar, very similar to thematic. And I think it's typical Harry's to not do two songs of the same mm. theme because he he said before that they dropped uh, Tail Gunner from the ninety nine set because Aces High was in there. Musically, mm. they're not that similar. Not at all. They're totally different, yeah. That was his argument anyway. Maybe he didn't want to learn it again. Maybe he didn't want the guys to relearn it, you know. Mm. Because Aces High is a bigger song. I don't know. But uh, that could be a reason for Eric's point. Possibly. That they they bring out Running Free rather than Rifter. They remember it better and so forth. But I think it was good. Probably. Oh, five, it was good. It was a good version. I think it's a good version. And I mean, as Eric said, I mean, you have... It's the audience participation bit has either been in Drifter or in... Running free, as far yes. as I know. So it's mm-hmm. and uh, f- uh, bring your daughter as well. And bring your daughter has had its fair share of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, cool songs to do it in. I think all of them are good. I, I like Running Free. You know, I like I like it a lot actually. I think it's a great uh, boogie rocker or shuffle rocker. But Drifter now and again would be nice. Mm. Well, you just it's also just the um, oh I don't know what the word is, and I'm sure there's a Swedish thing for this, and it's probably if I tra- translate directly, like when I, like when I tried to translate Nihatens Behag and become the pleasure of the news, and that's not what it <laughs> yeah. is. But just the fact that you don't hear it that often makes it also more exciting. The pleasure of the yeah. new, perhaps, you know? That works better yeah, than news. I don't think anyone... <laughs> no. that's, that's not a thing people say. <laughs> no, but it works better. <laughs> it works better semantically than news, because news mm, is yes, like... The a pleasure news of bro- the news, that sounds like... <laughs> exactly. broadcast, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well... This is CNN. Um... No, but yeah, so you don't hear it that often. That way, that's, that's kind of makes it fun. That's like the same thing as we talked about on the uh, last time we three of us did this about uh, uh, Die for Boots on. I said, and I said that I think that song is a superior kind of, you know, th- that should take the place of like a maybe two minutes of midnight in a set. Yeah. That's also because you don't hear it that often. And it becomes yeah. more exciting. Yeah. If, if, if it had been the other way around, I'd probably feel the other way around. I agree with that too, actually. I think uh, rather take the place of two minutes than uh, Trooper because Trooper is a quite kind of a different beast. Then uh, die with your boots on is more yeah. straight ahead and maybe necessary for a lot of the audience. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think two minutes maybe it's not so necessary. I don't know. It's it's got a lot of plays on Spotify, so it's a popular one. But yeah, it, yeah. it is. No, 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 I know, I know it. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, and I do as we've sort of very, very, you know documented very early on. I also I'm a big fan of that song too. It's just that you know this, and also we're you know we're, we're comparing again Drifter and Running Free. I like both the songs, and I might feel the other way around if they'd sort of done. 
You know, if they've been if Drifter had been the one they've been doing for years, rather rather than running free, yeah, because you yeah. always want to hear what you don't what you don't get. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point, I think. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, thematically, I have to admit that I kind of like this theme for a rock song. You know, this uh, I'm just on the road. I'm just going ahead. It could become a very very cliche type mode. You know, no, yeah, definitely. But, is, but so. when it has this young energy to it, it feels kind of real. You know, it, you, you're, mm. you're almost liberated yourself by listening to it. I'm gonna sing my song, gonna sing along. And it reminds me a bit of Journeyman in that sense. A way later, way different song that is also kind of yeah. in a more mature way celebrating the the tour lifestyle or, you know, the the bard's life, if you want to use an old term, you know. Mm-hmm. Moving from place place to place, I'm gonna sing what I sing, I'm gonna sing my song or, you know, say what I want, do what I want, that kind of thing. So okay. it's a very classic uh, theme. I've, I've never thought of thought much about the lyrics on Drifter, but well, basically on either of the early songs, just because of I think Paul Diano's diction is a bit weird. So I haven't really, I, I didn't really, I don't think I understood what he sang when I listened to them when I was a kid. And since then, I haven't really listened in a way that I have tried to, you know, I've I've never been into lyrics in that way that I have started to analyze them. So I'm not sure what the song is about really but i like it because of its drive and because of the energy in it yeah and again it's a simple topic you know uh it's not i've I've, when i'm reading the lyrics some things i've heard you know i've misheard or something because of paul's delivery Mm. so and they were never important to me when i was younger but i think the fact that i neglected lyrics for so long you know more than Mm -hmm. 10 years make it kind of interesting today yeah the Mm. the pleasure of the new yeah So I think, well, musically, we should talk about the song a little bit more musically. It's almost five minutes yeah. long, so it's mm-hmm. quite a long song for being this kind of rocker. Yeah, it's, it's very it's not, it's not. Yeah, it's a very rare bird in that sense that it usually because it doesn't feel that long. It feels no. a lot, you know. Maybe it has a few parts in it. Let's let's check out the middle bit a little bit here. Yeah. Let's see what happens here. Yeah, because it goes down here, right? Yeah, they have this breakdown. Yeah. A bit of ad lib from Paul. Nice chords. Mm-hmm. And then we get into the very cheery C major bit that we addressed before as one of the happiest maiden riffs. Yeah. <laughs> nice hi at work, too. Mm-hmm. Kind of a bass lead. Yeah. It's cute. <laughs> and I love this snare. Yeah. It's that fierce Clive Burr thing. Yeah, and very yeah. good sound too. Mm-hmm. And then that could be a shoehorned transition, but it, it works pretty well, I think, yeah. somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Adrian solo, I guess it is. Mm. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that bit, yeah, I love that bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Using the wah. Kind of a dirty tone too. Like the mic is far away. Good flow. I think that makes the song longer that, you know, we have the extended blues type breakdown yeah. solo by Dave and mm. then this absolutely rocking solo by Adrian. And uh, maybe that, that makes the song even more, even less, I guess, tiring to listen to, you know, all these f- solo flavors. What do you think? Yeah, there's stuff's, hap- there's stuff's happening. Yeah. You know. And possibly I just realized that, I mean, it was, it was released, a live version was released on the Sanctuary single before killer's album was out and mm-hmm. yeah that's right when they subsequently played it live i think they retained that old live format with the sing-along and all that stuff so it's quite different the album version when it comes to the order of the segments and stuff like that so yeah it's, what about uh, uh, 05 there was no sing-along right they well, no they did that they did that in running free i think wasn't there 
Not, not, a, not, 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 let me see. Yes, see let, let you see. <laughs> let I see, yeah. let, let I see. Yeah. I as far as I recall, there was, there was no such thing, right? No, definitely I'm, not, definitely not the police thingy anyway. The EO, 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 No, 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 I'm the police. Yeah, well. Definitely not that. All right, so we can just do a little bit of this here. Just because it's fun to hear. I don't know where this is. Rock Palaz. Should be German, I think. It's one of those German festivals. I don't know. Wacken, no. Rock am Ring. Yeah. I think it's a good song for Bruce. Mm. Of the Paul songs is one of them. He does it good, I think. It works for him. Well, let's jump ahead and see what yeah, he does here. I think there's nothing because it's too short to have a participation bit. Remember there's a, let me see if I can find just because it's fun to listen to, or I just think it's a different sort of, and this is the only thing that kind of occurred to me when I remember when I got Beast over Hammersmith, first heard it, it seems kind of like there's bits in it where he doesn't do the same way now, or he's kind of matured in his voice, but there's that he's doing a lot of what I can only, can only be described as kind of showing off a little bit, I think, on, the, on that, uh, I'm talking about Bruce. Yep. Because uh, there's this one thing where like, uh, we can listen just a bit of it. Also, this, the version from Beast over Hammersmith is nine minutes Nine minutes, eighteen yeah, seconds. Yeah, so it's, so it's, got, it's got the participation bit. Yeah, yeah all right. But is he, do, is he doing the yo 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 yo? He's doing something different there, right? Yeah, but also he he, he holds out the rock and roll bit a little bit longer. Let's just put it that way. So, and so on and so on. So how, what is the participation, though? What is it like in Hammersmith? Oh, well, here, that's probably what we're going to do. Yeah, so that's what, that's what we're trying to do. Sorry. Yeah, yeah but it, <laughs> Hold on it's going to be the same because they did change it for the Killers. I think it's the Killers tour mm. or the late 1980 tour. So I think it's going to be that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheeky, very cheeky, and then a kid goes for mm-hmm. a little while. I think you got the. I think you got the basic idea. I like the call and response idea. Yeah, yo yo yo, it's cool. It's fun. It's a fun song. This, this uh, it just strikes me. This must be the. Someone's someone's gonna know. <laughs> someone's gonna correct me in this one, but I think that this must be the song, the maiden song with the most different versions. Differing versions are released actually because yeah maybe we have the mm-hmm. album version and then we have the single version released in 19 the live version on the Sanctuary single which is a totally different version and they released it on 12 inch in the Netherlands which has a different edit and different mix of that live version the uh, marquee one the marquee uh, marquee in April 1980 yeah mm-hmm. and then they released the version on a Japanese and a Greek release called Live Plus One, where they had a live version from July 1980. And then we have The Beast of a Hammersmith. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't count, but at least there's going to be five or six different 
and they're, and they're yeah, all I mean, different. They're, you've they're, got more versions of the Trooper, but it's always the same yeah, song. Yeah, it's always the same structure, yeah. the same song. This one has yeah. is is running differently with different yeah, yeah, participations yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, mm. it's a it's a really live song. They should play it more often. I think. I think they should. Why, why not? Yeah. You know, they don't even have to end the set with it. You know, imagine if they had a new album out. They open with the opener, mm. maybe maybe even the second song out, and then Drifter. You know, why not? Yeah, it's, it it would. That could be fun. Maybe yeah, it's why a, not? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Rock and roll, people. Mm. Rock and roll, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or rock away, yeah, yeah. walk away, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walk away, woman. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. That, that doesn't work for me. Yeah, no, it sounds. Uh, yeah. Anyway, well, who knows? Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you guys. I thought about that now as we listened. You know, these bass breakdowns where you get the crowd interaction or present the band and all that. Do mm. you think mm. they did that in Smiler? I got the idea now that it feels boogie woogie-ish to do that. <laughs> and on the drums. Do you think maybe he did that and then just picked it up and used it in Maiden? It's an, in, it's an case, interesting yeah. point. I don't know if, if, they, if a pub band in England in the 70s worked that way, but if they did, why not? I mean, I mean tiny bands in my district where I grew up did that. Yeah. It's a classic thing to do, you know. You go break it down to bass and drums and you know, a bit softer dynamics and present the band in a less awkward manner than it would have been during silence and, you know, amp hiss. Yeah. Uh, I've always liked it, you know. I've, one of my yeah. oldest maiden friends, he, he he hates these things when they go into the <laughs> thumping bassline and, and talk because mm. he feels like that's not music. But uh, yeah, I don't know if it's because I play live myself, but I've always liked that. Wait, so wait, so how is it not music? I mean, <laughs> don't ask me. But <laughs> you know, it's not the song. Who's, who is this fucking? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the song. It's just no. you know a pause or a break, but. Personally, no, I, no, I, I like yeah, it. I like mm. it. You know, I think it's a it's a it's a clean, cool way to make it a live gig and a live song, and also to yeah. get out of this uh, Disney on Ice click track type vibe. You know, we're not running this by a meter, so we have the time. We can take the time yeah. to break it down, and uh, I like that kind of stuff. You know, mm. I like I, I even like the seventies bands. You know, when they overdid it almost, like yes, a single song could be 10, 15 minutes because of jamming and stuff. I can see how people can hate that, but I find it very live. Very rock, very I, rock I, I, I think a rock band should do things like that. Uh, have you ever seen Disney on Ice? Yeah, I've seen quite a few shows with click tracks, uh, and I think I've seen like one ice skating mel- melody singing type thing yeah. once. Yeah. I don't remember if it was Turtles themed or Disney on Ice. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah, yeah. But I'm using it as an example of a very structured show where you know yeah. we have a big production involved and. To an extent, Maiden is halfway there, but not. Well, but not yeah, musically. I just figured that maybe maybe something like the Eurovision Song Contest would be closer than maybe people are ice skating. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Eurovision is even one step further, right? Because usually yeah. the, all of the music is is playback. Usually, just to sing. But also, sing if, back, you, if, you, you know? if you're essentially dancing, it has to be, you know, to that because you can't do it otherwise. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, old live dance bands. No, that's not a word in English again. But they didn't play. No, with no, but also, that's, I mean, it, it's it's not people. And again, I don't want to. You know, this is not. No one's here for this. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Disney on Ice is not. You know, it's it's not freestyle dance. It's it, it's like you know, tons oh, yeah, of people. Yeah, I mean, choreography. Yeah, choreography. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's not. It's not just like. You know, fancy a dance and they're you know, ice skating yeah, around yeah, and yeah. dance. Again, this is not interesting. <laughs> well, this is kind of interesting. You know, I would say Maiden, they are halfway there because they have a rigid set normally, quite rigid. You know, we've yeah. seen small mm-hmm. changes. Maybe when they redo a tour, like add an extra leg to it, they may switch mm-hmm. in a couple of songs. It happened in 2007, it happened in 2005. No, that was songs taken out. Yeah. You know, but small mm-hmm. things like that. That's how they usually do. Yeah. Small yeah. things yeah. like that. But they have their big backdrops, they have their sometimes dramatic flares, costume changes, and whatnot. So you know, they, they have yeah. part of that Disney on Ice or Eurovision, whatever you want to call it, like a yeah. production, mm-hmm. show production. Yeah. But musically, yeah, let's, let's, let's call that, yeah. Musically, they don't. Mm-hmm. So, so let's see if they change it around to you know to you know next year hopefully we're going to get uh yeah because, you know, because i mean around the, around the year 2000 most metal bands coming up would use the click track they would have exactly the same length of every song every night uh, because it's very mm-hmm. it's a very good way to keep the show tight and keep them professional you know but if maiden did this you wouldn't have drifter wouldn't work you know no. you just wouldn't no live stuff rock and roll we, we, yeah. rock and roll yeah <laughs> indeed mm-hmm. yeah rock and roll yeah <laughs> So, list or not? For me, list. Definitely yeah. list. Yeah. For me too. It's one of those songs that, we, I mean, 
I'm not 100 if it would be on a 50 top, but I really hope so. It really deserves nope. to be there, you know. It's a good song. We'll see. It's a good rocking fun song. And yeah. I wouldn't change a thing about it nope. if I had the chance. Well, maybe yeah. I would make oh, another well. live version. That would be fun. Mm. <laughs> that I could do. All right, so I'm putting on a list. If that song uh, ends up in a Made in AZ cover band, it has to be arranged with a new crowd, crowd participation part just to make another version of Drifter. You know? mm. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So now we're up to 19 songs on our list. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't really been too uh, gun ho on it, you know? No. Somewhat okay, because I think we're about a, a quarter into the discography as well. You said, did you say gun ho or gun ho? What's the word? I don't know. I said the I right think, one. I think it's gun ho. I said the right one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <fair enough. laughs> so, I mean, how, how, how are you planning to do if you get more than 50 songs on the list? How do you decide which ones are going to be dropped to stay or stay yeah i think the way it's going to have to do we're going to do it is we're going to get when we get to that point maybe when we're done like live will like when we eat like even or even when even when we hit 50 we could start discussing well, I think, like I, which I think song it's better we, to i think it's oh, well yeah, we can either way we have to discuss which songs should be removed in favor of this one basically mm, yeah and that makes it quite easy you know it makes it quite easy let's say like uh, for example we hit uh twilight zone i re- and i really want it there i may argue let's get rid of the assassin Mm. And then see how it flies, yeah, you know, something like that. I don't, my idea was that when we get when we when we're done, we've done gone through all the songs. Uh, we'd sort of get like a sort of a roundtable of various guests, probably you know, Arca, maybe a couple other people, and then we'd have to just go through each one and vote yes or no for them. Yeah, mm. see what until happens. we get down to fifty. That could be take a long time, but then we'd have like we'd probably get like you know several episodes out of it. Yeah, probably. I mean, mm. some of them will be easy, quite clear. Probably the whole panel would be like unanimous on mm. this song. Oh, this yeah. song is better than that song, you know. It, it and depends on which panel, yeah. of course, you know. And I think uh, me and Eric, uh, we run this show, so we can have a little, <laughs> a little extra dictatorship going on if needed. And, well, and yeah. you should. And you should. Yeah. yeah. A to Z. Uh, well, uh, next one up. Next one up. What are we looking at? We're moving, uh, we're jumping ahead a couple of years. Yeah. Not too many. Uh, to a song that you've, uh, I don't know if you might have edited that out, but you've heard, you heard a little bit of it before. Uh, it's called The Duelist. The Duelist. Just like a movie, right? Yeah. Probably, it's probably, probably a movie title. Yeah. I, I heard that it was by Ridley Scott, which yeah. surprised me. What? It surprised me. I didn't, you know, I heard that today, so I haven't seen the movie, but... Uh, that made me think that I should either. be more familiar with it because he's a very famous director. Mm. And I also looked at this. Uh, there was this listening party on Twitter by this Burgess, Tim Burgess guy. Yeah, that was a. That's going to say. I was tried. To, I tried to. When that happened, I mean, it was a fun idea, but it was insanely confusing up to the second it started happening to exactly what was going to happen. Kind of, yeah. I, I watched it on a rewatch thingy, and uh, yeah, and, and then when it did happen, it wasn't really what they said. I mean, you know, there was obviously really, tons of people yeah. involved. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was cool, but it was not what you know. I had no idea it was going to happen until it happened. Yeah, and I, and you know, and I, I think a lot of people never figured out what happened. And on the duelists, it was the least info. Uh, the, all, the only thing Bruce said was he talked about the fighting choreographer for the movie The Duelists. Yeah, which apparently he knows through the fencing world, and he he likes this guy. So I guess you know that's all said about the song in in that particular listening party. Anyway, nothing else was said, and the movie, of course, they dropped them the movie title. Yeah, it's very very little known about that song. I haven't seen read much about it at all over the years. So no. it's quite the story of it is almost as obscure as the song itself. <laughs> yeah, it is. So I'm looking it up now, and it's indeed uh, by directed by Ridley Scott, '78 movie. Yeah, war drama. It says, "Is it Harvey Keitel or someone like that? Some actor, or Could am be. I making this up?" It sounds right. Yeah. Well, last week with Greg, we he kind of brought up the subject of Harry's being overly descriptive, went to a point where it gets a bit comedic, and I think the first verse here is also a bit of that. He threw yeah. down a glove. You made the mistake of picking it up. Now you're gone. Yeah. The choosing of guns or fighting with swords. The choice of weapon is done. He'll tear you apart as soon as you start. You know you don't have a chance. This is also kind of overly descriptive version of how a duel apparently starts. Uh, yeah. They got Keith Carradine, Harvey Keitel, and Albert Finney. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know none of those guys. No. You don't know Harvey Keitel? No. Keitel? No. Yeah, I know how Horik I tell, but I don't know. I think I think you know who that is. 
I mean, you probably do. You probably don't know. No, you know, but you, yeah. you know. Hold, hold on. Mm-hmm. Well, to, well, I can't invite you to my podcast, Harvey Keitel, A to Z. Now, can I? <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Uh huh. You don't know who that is? Let's see here. Uh no, no. What? No. Have you seen Pulp Fiction? Yeah, I've seen it. He's in many there. times actually. I did a special job yeah, on that one. Uh, uh, like a, well, you couldn't you couldn't have done that a great job under that man. <laughs> no, but it was about the sounds of the movie. You know, so I, I marked okay, out well, each enough. and every second of what happens mm. sonically in that movie. For, for, he makes sounds for in the movie. He talks quite a bit. Mm. Yeah, but, but I, I'm, I'm not so big on movies and actors. You know. No, yeah. I know, but fine. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> the duelists. None of us have seen it. I was hoping that either of you had seen it. Could have been interesting. I'll, I can see. I can. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll see it. I mean, not now, but I'll see it. And we'll make a bonus episode. Yeah, and I would have. I right. would have wanted to see it just to to know if it's got any connection to the lyrics at all, or if it's just a title that he took from the movie, or if there's a theme in them. I don't know. Typical Harris would be that it's a title. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But to his credit, he doesn't shout the title in the chorus as usual. Yeah, because that was what Greg said about the, mm. the, the, the song uh, Man on the yeah, Edge. Yeah, it's not, oh, the, chor- oh, the duelists, yeah. or duelists, <laughs> they fight mm. for the honor. It's not that anyway, so he, he, he dodged that bullet. Mm. You know? Yeah, because uh, as, we, as uh, our, our, our friend Greg pointed out in the song uh, Man on the Edge, the chorus is just yelling a movie title. Yeah. <laughs> and Children of the Damned, <laughs> Children of the Damned is just yelling the movie title Yeah, over and over. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I was glancing at the lyrics, and I wanted to just lift them once more because they are. I don't know if I can beat around the bush. They're quite stupid lyrics, I think. Ready to start the duel begins. The best man wins in the end. You know, that's how that works. Yeah, yeah. seeing I mean, the stain, then feeling the pain, feeling the sweat on your brow. It's bad lyrics, man. They're I mean, it's the Steve Harris lyrics where he tries to portray stuff and just throwing words out. I guess the fighting resumes. A silence looms. Yeah, <laughs> the swordsmen so, move against each other, or whatever it is. <laughs> wait, wait. So, so a- upon the fighting resuming, yeah, then the silence looms. Is that what he's saying? I don't know. Again, I figured the silence would loom more before than during, because nothing to do right, it very right. quietly. Uh, he's mixing it up. Even a cut and a thrust, a parry, a blow, a stab to the heart, and you're down. Mm-hmm. Well, that that that's, that's probably okay. Accurate. Okay, the angel of death. Here's your breath, last breath. Meanwhile, the reaper looks on. Okay, that's okay. You know, it's not it's not so shit, why, but it's not great. No. Why is there? Because infamously, usually there's an angel of death or a reaper. They're, they're the same. They're kind of the same guy, right? Yeah, but here they're working in tandem. It seems. He's, he's, okay. what, what do they? What do they do? He's really dead. That's what yeah. they're saying. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> one of them looks down, and the other one listens. It seems kind of like you don't. Someone's not. They could do it. One one of them could do both. I mean, right? considering one of them just they're just looking and listening. If they both have ears and eyes, yes, one of them could do could do both. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. They'd save a lot of money. They would. Then, like the kingdom yeah. of death would run a tighter ship if that was. The yeah, I mean, that's you know. They have to make the production more lean, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're. Yeah, or they are. Right, well, maybe uh, they are filthy rich, like uh, Death Co., Death Inc. Well, I mean, you know, churches do tend to yep. have a lot of money. So anyway, not the best lyrics. Yeah. Not the best lyrics. <laughs> no. But there's not a lot of singing either. I looked at the timing of this song. Mm. Uh, he sings for one minute thirty in the beginning. Then there's a musical break of um, north of three minutes. And then he sings for another minute. I love it that you time the proportions, vocals versus instrumental yeah. bits. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I had to because yeah. it's quite extreme in this song. It like, is. The song really is the mid part. Yeah. And that's where I kind of get in on the my positive notes for this song. Mm-hmm. I like that. That it's almost like they present the duel, but the music is the duel. And then they kind of wrap it up at the end, you know. Mm. And, you know, it's more than three minutes of instrumental in the middle. The song total is about six minutes, 608 or something like that. Mm. So it's really like almost a follow up to Lost for Words, also in the triplet feel. It's almost yeah, like it's continuing from that one. That that one could have been a huge long song, and then Flash of the Blade before them. That yeah. that could have been a way. I mean, it would have been maybe a boring epic, but uh, it, de- it definitely follows up that musical, or no, not musical, instrumental. The instrumental vibe from Lost Words. Yeah. With this huge midsection, and then he sings for another minute, and then it's done. Yeah, and he's using uh, similar th- uh, similar phrases as well. You know, little 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 in the both both of the songs as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, yeah. but that's the way I said it. Now it sounds like everything made and anyway. But I mean, it's and it's and it's all that. Yeah, I mean, that Wiggles there has yeah. very similar vocal phrasings. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking about the instrumental bit, instrumental bit now, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the muted guitars in the beginning of it. It's, mm. it's it's quite a neat thing. Neat. It's a good yeah. song, but it's the filler. It's definitely the filler on on Power Slave. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, the the instrumental bit is interesting and i think it's good but it's i still think it's a bit too 
there's too much new stuff just happening for no reason. Yeah, mm. but actually, I like the very final thing they do in the instrumental. That da 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 da. Melodies, yeah. It, it glues the song together. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case when Harris is doing part after part. Sometimes the transitions are a bit iffy. Yeah. In this song, it's very smooth. Mm-hmm. Very smooth transition-wise. It's well-written musically. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> musically, but I don't know, vocally and lyrically. The, the chorus is probably the weakest on Power Slave, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's still not bad, though. No, no. High standard, high good, good quality, you know. I also realized by listening, Power Slave has very few mellow parts. It's pretty much distortion throughout the record. You have the thing, yeah, you have a, the thing a, in the title track, yeah, in Power Slave, and you also have the underwater, yeah, kind of the bit, underwater yeah. part. Both of them are a bit more subdued, in a sense, you know. So this yeah. album, aside from those two parts, is pretty much just straight up heavy metal. Yeah, it thing. is. Yeah. yeah, including this song. It doesn't mm-hmm. take any halts. No, no, just yeah. Which is good and bad. I think Power Slave was never my favorite Maiden album. Uh, it lacks some parts of what I think Maiden is. Uh, like a Murray tune would be nice. Uh, maybe a few more dynamic parts or you know uh, mellow parts. I would like that. You know? Maybe that's why I have had. I'm not going to say I've had a hard time getting into the album because I totally love it but i mean it's yeah, same, it's same. it's one of the yeah. it's one of the things I've, I've i've always found it a bit i was talking to eric about this earlier i mean it has the two classic songs in the beginning and then you have yeah. the two epic classics at the end and in the middle yeah. there's songs that they've hardly touched at all i yes. mean it's it's only lost for words that was aired live a few times but i mean i don't know if that's the reason because the songs tend to Tend to get, I get the feeling that they're just it's it's stomping it's just metal it's just moving on it's it's not yeah, really taking yeah. any pauses which can make the listen experience slightly I wouldn't say daunting or overly challenging but definitely mm. the listening experience could have been rather smoother yeah I would, I would say like, well I mean like like if you got like on its uh, I guess the word is predecessor if you got like a peace of mind you have stuff that you know there's slower bits still like the Still like yeah, that's Revelations. what you should say. And then mm. yeah, yeah, definitely. And that kind of gives it a you know, it's more more of a journey. Whereas this is just a full full on you mm. know, peace of mind. Definitely a better album. Definitely a better. Yeah, album. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it, but again, I you know, I I I do. I mean, besides like, you know, like I said, I mean, I was talking to someone recently who had who had heard one a couple episodes, and they happened to hear whatever whatever I can't remember which one they she had heard, but it was one where we whatever whatever song we were talking about was not one of our favorites. Put it that way, and. And uh, and she, she, you know, she was like, "Oh, I thought you know, I thought you liked that album." I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I do, but it's it's it, you gotta you know, there's the, the point of the show is to analyze the songs. So you know, yeah. I, I don't I don't dislike this song. Well, I mean, I think if you take a song like "Don't Look to Eyes a Stranger," it's pretty clear yeah, that yeah. Uh, we're not fans of that one. But that's different. You, you know, it's it, like Greg said, you gotta put your heroes to test. Yeah, now and then, yeah, definitely, and you really have to. I mean, but I, again, Power Slave, very strong album. I wanted to address oh, yeah. too that this is the first album in the discography, discography where they've entered with the same lineup as the previous album. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is interesting by itself. Uh, maybe it's not a better album than Peace of Mind, but it's it still holds the flame, right? It still holds the torch high. Yeah, oh, yeah there's stuff that's really yeah, and it, it's definitely like, I mean. You know, it's, it's, it is it is still one of my favorites, yeah. even though it's not on the. You know, it, I don't think it's in my top three, but it's it's you know it's uh, or maybe I don't know. Yeah. That's and I mean yeah. then that happened on Summer in Time and on Seven Sun, and then it happened again on Fear of the Dark, like same lineup coming in and Virtual Eleven, mm. and then obviously every album after Brave New World, but mm. still it's about half the discography that has this you know coming in with the same lineup as the last one, mm. yeah, uh, which is more like a band. You know, it, it becomes more like the second album. More so than, I don't know, Killers is also a very second album in a way, even yeah. though Adrian came in, so that's a bad comparison. But still, this is the same lineup trying to do it again. Mm-hmm. They did Peace of Mind, and they're trying to you know, keep the same level of quality, which I would say they did. Yeah, but just definitely. ever so slightly lower. You know, Lacks a little bit of that extra flavor that makes Peace of Mind such a delightful listen. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll say about this when I listened to it on the way home today. This song made, made me want to listen to other better songs on this album more. <laughs> like, right, 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 yeah. Because I, I ended up listening to like, uh, like a couple songs on the row. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Like, oh, yeah, but I'm not supposed to be talking about this one. I'm talking about yeah, the other yeah. one. Mm. I was, so, and I was listening know. to Drifter, and I, was, I must say I enjoyed Drifter way more than The Duelists. Yeah. And I, yeah, 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 I like the, you know, the harmonies and all that. Very cool. Mm. Well written. It's more close to mm. my taste, really. More heavy metal, more epic mm. or uh, melodic or symphonic even. Drift, while Drifter is rock and roll. But Drifter is a better Literally. song. It's, it's a, a cooler song. Tells us it's that. a cooler song, you know. Mm. It's yeah, just, it's yeah. just uh, when comparing them, which I've never done before, obviously it's mm. a strange comparison to do but mm. when doing yeah, it very... when doing it prior drifter is a cooler song mm. agreed i totally agree so let obviously this probably is not going on the list no but it's a close call for me i would not put it on the list no so we're we're agreeing yeah. there but a close call it's a good song but i couldn't see it being, i, enjoy, yeah. I enjoy it yeah but i, I mean i, I couldn't I, see it being top 50 no yeah i i enjoy it because and it's a really weird thing because it's one of those songs that when I first heard the album, I listened to it, you know, all the way, all the time. And then I sort of just didn't revisit this song at all. So when I listened to it, I just listened to it this afternoon before we were going to do this recording. And I just realized that it, I had all these sort of like nostalgia feelings about it because it reminded me of listening to it when I was 12 or something like that. And it's... Mm -hmm. I, ca I can't disconnect from that, and that's a very positive feeling. So it, yeah, it it makes the song all the better for me that it hasn't been worn out, yeah, by myself. Then I guess, but um, yeah. yeah. Mm. No, I, I had that feeling too. Like uh, last time, I got in on a Maiden Mania, mm. and I listened through the whole thing, and it was like, this is a cool song. Yeah. I missed this mm -hmm. one because of that middle part. A lot of things happen, you know. Mm. If you can stay awake and stay listening sharply you know if you zone out like i did as a kid basically the middle of the album was me zoning out mm. uh, but mm. if you listen properly of course it's it's really good stuff i would say in throughout the, the record really mm. there's not really any bad patches on on power slave no no not really no, no, no i think no. that what it lacks is actually what it lacks not what's in there what's in there is all pretty much killer but mm. but it, some nuances could have been put in the album to make, to yeah. make it nicer. It could be more, yeah. yeah. But it's already very long, too. You know, there's not too much room left. No. Uh, if we're talking single vinyl, it's already pushing it. Yeah, it's like, it, it, is it over 50 minutes or is it? Yeah, yeah, it's like around 51, I think. Yeah. Mm. Oh, let's check while, while we're here. Yeah, it's, well, according to Spotify, it's 50 minutes, 57 seconds. Yeah. Well, long single vinyl. Mm. Yeah. But personally, I like single vinyls. I feel yeah. it's comfortable. I don't like when a normal album is double. You know, of no. course, a live album should be probably a double vinyl, unless it's like uh, "No Sleep Till Hammersmith" by Motorhead. Motorhead <laughs> that should be a single one. Yeah, it's like four, forty minutes or something. Mm. But uh, uh, with normal studio albums, like let's say Virtual Eleven, you buy that one, you have to get this double vinyl. It makes no sense. No, just cut off five minutes from Angel. Five minutes from Don't Look to the Eyes of a Stranger, we have a single vinyl. And it's annoying. Yeah. It annoys me when you mm. go into double. Master of Puppets was re-released as a double. I don't want that. No. I'd rather have like a bit lack of bass and all on one, one, you know, it's more solid. Yeah, but I mean, that lack of bass was never a problem in 1986. So why is exactly. it a problem now? Exactly. It's, it's so weird. I, yeah. I just I just don't like it because it disrupts the listening because I put the album on and then I, after two tracks, I have to sides. go and switch. Yeah. Four sides. Four sides. Mm. If you're listening to Opeth, you gotta switch every like two minutes per like two like like three times per song. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, kind of, you know, or at least uh, one time per two songs. No. There's something to that too, where it's like a process and you know, it relaxes me. But that's also like you know, like it, it is kind of nice just to like throw on you know like mm, peace of mind and just you know you split you flip it yeah. once. That's it. Yeah. Instead of like having to get the thing out and then the other one and put the other one in the thing and get the other thing out. Yeah. I wanted to ask too about uh, the duelists. It sounds to me like uh, we have different vocalists in there for the whoa whoa thing. That doesn't sound like all Bruce to me. I've never thought about that. It sounds like Adrian to me, the low one, yeah, but Bruce it, it is definitely sounds, the high one. It sounds more like Adrian, but it's got that weird attack that it would have been Steve. So I don't know if it's Bruce. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bruce is definitely the high one. Yeah, it could yeah. be the low one mm. too, but the low one has a different timbre to yeah. my ears anyway. Mm. 
which they don't do it. They uh, don't do that very often, right? I don't. And there's no, there's no. Um, I can't find a isolated what, no. the vocals for that. I, one. No, no. I don't know of any track that they have actually done where the backup singer is singing, apart from on the first album, or maybe wasted years as well. Yeah, wasted years. You have Adrian on yeah. the chorus, quite yeah. quite audible, Adrian. Mm. And that one is also available as a isolated track, so you can mm. clearly hear Adrian's kind of harmony in yeah. that one. Yeah. But uh, aside from that, and maybe the whoa whoa here, they mm. don't do it that often. Yeah, Usually and, they and, just the whoa, and the whoa 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 on Heaven Can Wait. But is there is there no uh, backing vocals on like from from Here to Eternity? Hell, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. shouting all, hell. All the drunk people that Steve knew. Chains of Misery, maybe that could be the case. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Chains of misery. Well, well, we'll get to from here to eternity. Uh, quite quite soon, long. quite soon. A lot of Fear of the Dark coming up on F. Four more songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well. Henry doesn't have to do all four of them. No. Nope. Maybe one or two. I don't know if there's. It depends on uh, what the pairing's going to be for them. Are, are some. I, mean, I guess Fear of the Dark is going to get a, an episode of his own, isn't it? Or Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't, I, don't, I know that's. You, I can't imagine that's the one you'd be interested in. Or would you no, want to do no, not at all. It's just, a ma- <laughs> it's just a matter of where is Fear's the Key going to end up? Is it going to end up with Fear of the Dark or is it going to no, end no, up no. with... No, Fear's the Key is going to be with the, the song uh, after or prior. That's my plan anyway. Yeah. I mm-hmm. forgot which one that was, but from another album, you know. I can check it. Yeah, let's do that. And then uh, we have... Fallen uh, Angel, perhaps? I think so, yeah. Something like that. Which is a more interesting mix than yeah. Double Fear, mm. you know. And then we have the fugitive and from here to eternity as well. Yeah. But when I'm looking at the list, I try to pair them so that it's not too boring of a co- combination, you know. Yeah, but that's yeah. a good thing because it, the, the the method is always going to make sure it's interesting songs ending up next to each other. It's not going to be yeah. predictable in that sense. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, um, I guess that's about it. Should we, is there any is it? there any housekeeping today? At all? Uh, no, I think I, the only thing I wanted to do again, I've, I've mentioned you will. That's that's the one thing I wanted to do. Yeah, we, c- we uh, could mention the and, deep dive uh, uh, network again. We haven't done that in a yeah, bit. Yeah, deep dive. Uh, you, yeah. Well, you, I don't. You, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's just uh, ongoing. You can look it up on uh, the uh, yeah. like a deep dive uh, net or deep dive pod net on, on Twitter. But quite a few good shows coming out. You know, if you if you need more listening, you can look over there. Yeah. Yeah. We. You know, we're all we're all doing all the social medias. So you want to if you want to get in touch with us, you know, very easy to find. Uh, made in AZ pod uh, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Also, e- uh, uh, regular email made in AZ pod made in AZ pod at gmail.com. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, do that. And, you know, if you want, if you have a song you want to talk about, uh, you you know, just drop us a line and we'll, we'll you know we'll set it up. That's that's how Greg got out. Exactly, here. and do it sooner but, rather than later because sometimes with yes. time zone differences and everything, it could be hard. It could take yeah. some time to find like a good time for a session. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let, let's let's wrap it up. Henrik, Henrik, do you have anything more to say? Uh, not really. To your fans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mm. yeah, then that, that will end it. And I will say, up the irons and skull from the north. <laughs>